0: This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Pohlmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. We got a special topic for everybody, I think. You want to introduce that, Kyle? Yeah, we're going to be talking about using other people's money or OPM and how and why it makes sense. Yeah, this isn't going to necessarily focus on the infinite banking concept, um, but... It's related. It's related. It's, it's about banking. Um, we talk to people a lot of times um, and it'll come up, you know, I don't like the thought of paying interest, whether it's um, on a policy loan whether it's to a traditional bank, um, people just do not like that idea. Kyle and I want to set this in a different frame for you guys and see why it can make sense in your life. Yeah, we're kind of programmed to think that all interest is bad, but that's not the case. Um, we can, by using the banks, we can then you know have access to money that we didn't have access to before in the form of profit that we wouldn't be able to do that with the amount of cash that we have on hand. Well, yeah, it's think about how much money that you have access to right now that's yours. And for farmers and ranchers, how many cows could you go out and buy with that? Or how much land could you go out and buy with that? You run out of your own money really quickly. Exactly. And then if you use all your own money for that and put it into that, what maybe it's cows, maybe it's land, whatever it is for you, maybe, um, well, let's just stick with that. Is that going to produce enough cash flow then for you to live on? Mm-hmm. Because you've put all your money into this. Yeah, likely not. Likely not. And Kyle and I, in a in a little bit, we have uh, an example. Um, and this is uh, this is my own personal example of of me using other people's money that we're going to share with you guys. But yeah, the the pitfall or the downfall to using other people's money in this form of a traditional bank is you're losing control right there. I mean, you're, you're losing control of that loan, how it's paid back the terms. It's all, you know, to the banker where you implement the infinite banking concept using properly structured whole life insurance. That, that debt is completely controlled and owned in a contract by you. Yeah. It's perfectly collateralized by the life insurance policy. Now, I'm not saying that you couldn't go out and do this deal with an IBC policy, but the thing that Kyle and I really want to um, emphasize here is it's going to take you a long, long time to accumulate the type of money that you need to, to get to a point where you purchase an 80 or a quarter or however many cattle that it is in your operation with your own money. That's, that's the thing that you can use other people's money to help you Speed up your timeline. And you shouldn't be afraid to do it, I guess, but you should be educated on how and why it makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. So you talked about some of the pitfalls, Kyle. We lose control. Interest is going to somebody else. I mean, those are negative things. But if we understand what and we're educated in what we're borrowing that money for, like for us, we have backgrounds in farming and ranching. If we're borrowing money for that, it's likely that we're going to be able to put that money to use and earn more with it than what we have to pay to use that money. Exactly, yeah. And it's something that we otherwise couldn't have done because we don't have enough cash to go out and do that by just using money in our own pocket to go out and do it. We need somebody else's money to allow us to do that. We just need to understand what we're giving up and what we're gaining in that scenario. Yeah, and the first step is to realize that just because it's debt doesn't mean it's bad. That's the first step. That's the first step to getting into having banking too is because you know, you're know you using policy loans. Debt is not in the sense bad. It depends on the type of debt that you have. Well, there's good debt and bad debt, right? Exactly. Good debt is is debt that is going to produce cash flow that pays enough or produces enough cash flow to pay for the debt and put money in your pocket. Yep. Bad debt is going to be money leaving your pocket and you aren't getting cash flow coming back from it. No. And a lot of times that's consumer debt. Yeah, and like vehicle debt and stuff like that is um, considered bad debt, but also it might not be a bad idea if you're buying a vehicle. If you can get 2% financing, it's probably a better idea to get that 2% financing than to just you know spend all your cash on it. Yeah, what could you do with your cash? Could you do something more productive than that? Pay 2% on it. Exactly. Okay. Um, should we go over the example, Kyle, and then we'll, we'll kind of work from that? Yep. Okay. So this is my own example. Um, I'm buying a piece of land. It's an irrigated piece of land. And the purchase price is 627450 bucks. I personally do not have access to that much money, so I couldn't do this deal without Using somebody else's money. Mm -hmm. But I do have enough money for the down payment. The down payment is $27,450. And this is going to, this is all projections right now, but I believe that I'm being realistic with them. It we're projecting out that I could bring in $34,108 from this piece of land after my input costs are paid for and I've sold the grain. Now, I have a debt service payment yet to make on that $600,000 loan of $24,408. But remember, I brought home $34,108. So that leaves me with about $9,700 at the end of the year of money that I, it's cash flow positive. That's money that I can go out and spend or I can do whatever I want to with it's it. It's profit. It's profit. Could I pay down the loan if I wanted to with that money? I could. Personally, I don't want to do that because what if I have a good year the first year and the second year I don't have as good of a year? I'm still obligated to that $24,408 land payment. I'd rather have access to that money, that liquid money, in case something happens in the future. Exactly. And that positive cash flow that you have, you did not have that last year. The only reason you have that now is because you took out a loan and now you have the potential to have that. If you wouldn't have taken out the loan, that extra, that profit would not be there. Right. Not only, not only am I cash flow positive that $9,700, but I'm also slowly taking ownership of this land as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right now the bank owns it, but I'm slowly taking ownership of that along the way as well. Mm -hmm. land tends to appreciate why is that because the government inflates the dollar (laughs) so i'm going to be using dollars of less value to pay off this this loan into the future yeah you can get super technical and down the road i mean you know you have a 40 year note 40 years from now can we expect the dollar to be worth what it is today highly doubt it if it's still around even yeah so then twenty four thousand four hundred eight dollars might not be very much money at all hard to say but anyways, back to the example, okay? So if, if this scenario plays out what I just laid out, I make that $9,700 and I have 27450 of my own dollars, my down payment in that land on this. That comes out to me getting about a 35, little over 35, 35.3% rate return on that use of somebody, else, somebody else's money because I don't have very much of my own in there. Mm -hmm. Now, if I paid all cash, I'd be looking at somewhere around five, five and a half percent. Now, here's the crazy thing. Kyle and I thought this is is what would really open people's eyes up. What if instead of getting the long-term note that I got, I get a 20-year note? All of a sudden, my land payment jumps up to $39,059 instead of $24,408. Now, why might somebody do this 20-year note? Because they don't want to pay all that interest to the bank. They don't want to pay all that interest to the bank. Maybe they got 0.2% lower of an interest rate too. Yeah. Maybe. Okay, but let's focus on this. $39,000, the land only produced $34,108. I don't have enough money to even service the land payment anymore. So I have to come up with almost four, or excuse me, $4,951 from somewhere else to pay for this piece of land. Mm-hmm. Because we shortened that note, I didn't want to pay interest. Now I got to come up with that. You have to be productive in some other place in your life to come up with that money. Yeah, I think that's a huge eye-opener for people because when we talk about um buying land with friends that we have or other people, that always comes up is, oh man, you get that llama note. You're gonna be paying double for that thing in interest. But my thought is, who cares? I mean, I couldn't do that without exactly the loan. you didn't and you did not have access to that positive nine thousand dollars before you took the loan. I will st- I mean, I would take that loan every day, all day, forever. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And and this is just this is just something where, you know, I'm not going to discredit the fact that it's a good feeling to have a piece of land paid off, but are you going to suffer for 20 years of $5,000 negative cash flow? How many deals can you do that on and be sustainable, Kyle? Uh, not very many. Not very many. I mean, you're going to have to be productive from somewhere else in your life. Exactly. So you need to think, is it worth it to suffer for 20 years of negative cash flow? I mean... I uh, Or would you rather pay more interest and have positive cash flow all along the way? You don't have to send that extra money that you make back into that land payment. You can use that for whatever it is to consume goods and services today. Put it in an IBC policy in case your land doesn't produce as much the next year. You have a bad year. You just have so many more options available to you. Exactly. Perfect place to start an IBC policy with the savings you get. and then with the, the, Not the savings, the profit. Yes, the profit that you get, which then can be um, turned into that fund where you can eliminate the banks in the future. Or maybe things keep going right on this piece of ground, and then you have a down payment that you're building up for another piece of ground in your IBC policy. Yep. Hard to say, but you know, if, if things are going well for you on this one, why not expand? Mm-hmm. If this is a profitable business, profitable business why not expand and have two profitable businesses two pieces of land exactly i mean you you cannot grow with uh without doing something like this in a fast pace i mean it'll take you forever if you're trying to pay the least amount of interest the lowest amount of uh, pay cash for everything exactly it's it's going to take you the longest is it bad i mean i don't know i'm not going to say it's good or bad it depends on your situation what you believe and what you think it's it's slow though I mean, you can't say that it's not slow. I mean, very... I think this is being aggressive, but maybe 10 years, maybe I could accumulate that much money for this. But who knows if land is going to keep going up in price as well. And then what if you have 10 years of bad prices? You're, you're done. Yeah. You're done farming. <laughs> I mean, all that money's tied up in that land. All that money is tied up in that land. What are you going to do? You don't have a reserve because you just put it all into this. Does the bank want to loan you money when you need money? No, they don't. No, yeah. And they well, want to lend you money when you don't actually need it. Maybe you get access, you can get an equity loan on that land, but there you're right back at the, you know, paying interest to the bank, so. Yeah, you're going to pay more interest. You gave up interest you could have earned by putting that piece of, uh, that money in the piece of land as well. Mm-hmm. Can you really get a, around that? Yeah, you can capitalize a system and use that as collateral, but- at some point in time, money is going to be tied up in that land. And if you need to access it, it's going to cost you. Exactly. And in the first place, it's hard to make any land deal work today, um, no matter what the terms are. If you're lucky enough to qualify for a 40-year note, that's great. But if you're not a beginning farmer, I mean, you're not going to find that. The longest you're going to find is 30. So it's it's well worth it to um, you know, run the numbers and see what's going to help your cash flow the most. And, you know, it may even make sense for you guys, if you have money sitting around um, to look at land and putting down a 20 or 25% down payment, maybe that brings it to a point where it cash flows, you're not spending all your money on the piece of land, you're still using other people's money to expand, but it brings the payment down to a point where you're still cash flow positive on that piece of ground. And you didn't really need access to all that cash. Yeah, that, if you don't want to be in the market, that could be a play for you is, you know, be in land. Absolutely. I, I wish more, more people were open to that idea, you know, but it's, it's amazing to me how many people that are farmers think that, think that they need to invest in the market when they can invest in something they already know about and probably crush any type of returns that they're ever going to receive from the market. Well, yeah. And once the dirt is paid for and in the family and if it can be kept in the family... That is extremely valuable. I mean, just one piece of pay, paid up dirt, that's 80 acres. I mean, that is extremely valuable. The cash flow from that can be huge. If this piece of land was paid off, that's more money than than a lot of people make. Um, that, that yearly, what it could put off, more money than what a lot of people make in jobs off during of a year. Off of one piece of ground. Yeah. Now, yeah, there's equipment expense and everything that goes into that. I agree, but... Wow. <laughs> exactly. That, that's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, this, this is a spot where we need to expand our thinking and not get caught up in you know, what we're preached to every day. Debt is bad. Debt is bad. Pay as quick as you can. I mean, maybe Unders- sometimes it, it works, maybe, but not always. Yeah, listen to those people. Understand what is bad about debt, but then open your eyes, okay? Not all debt is the same. Not all debt is used to buy an Xbox or a vehicle, or whatever type of consumer debt it is, you know, some debt can be used to expand your operation to give you access to things that you don't otherwise have access to. And if you can get into something where you have no money down, that is what you call an infinite return because you had no money down on, on, the, on the thing at all. So you put no mo- no of your own cash into the deal and you're making a cash flow from that deal, that is an infinite return. You had no, you didn't have access to that before until that, you did. That this. sounds like a scam, Kyle. That isn't real, is it? It's, it's real. <laughs> and that's, that's what the ultra wealthy do. They find ways to get in deals where they are not having, they're using other people's money. Absolutely. I, and I, I agree with you. Um, it's a huge, Robert Kiyosaki and Ken Macau, talk about it all the time. And if you can find that infinite return, I mean, wow, that, that's huge. And how might you do that? By becoming an expert in what you do and investing money for other people and stuff where they're putting up all the money and you're getting paid for that? Yeah, if you're the good farmer and you can find an investor, I mean, boom. You're going to make money? He's going to make money? Yeah, life is all about networking. It's all about who uh, who you know, not how many people you know what you know, stuff like that. And being open to change and taking um, action. Absolutely. Massive action. We can sit around, we can watch TV and say, oh, woe is me. I can't do that. How does he do that? Or we can learn about how they are doing it. Try to simulate or replicate what they're doing and see if, if we're successful doing it. And if we are, keep doing it. Exactly. But yeah, I I think this is just so valuable because... Debt is talked about as this thing of you got to get rid of it as fast as you can for some people in some situations, yes, that is going to make sense, but when it comes to assets and using debt to acquire assets, if you don't have that type of money and that asset can put you cash flow positive, that is something that you should strongly consider or at least learn about so in the future you're ready to take advantage of an opportunity exactly and, and if you go ahead uh and I would just want to say. This comes back to what Nelson talks about all the time is capital attracts opportunity. You can't see these opportunities that are a year out. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months of my life, Kyle, let alone the next 60 years. But if I have access to capital and I'm educating myself, I'm giving myself the ability to see these opportunities because I have money and I'm building my knowledge so I I can see these things. Mm-hmm. This is something that should be talked about in schools. Yeah, it isn't like it isn't like I come up with this great thing and I go and start asking people for money, okay? <laughs> that is not how posting how, on Facebook. Help that me. is not how it works. You you have to build up your own capital, your own knowledge. Opportunities will seek you out. They're going to be in different sizes for everybody. Um but but that is the type of mindset that you need, a growth mindset a learning mindset, wanting to get better. Um, You got to want it. You got to want it in life. You have to want to be successful. I'm not saying you have to be rich, but do you want to take care of everybody in your life? Do you want to leave this world a better place than, than what it was when you were here? I mean, I, I want to. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And if if you guys are trying to buy land, thinking about land, uh, Jason, and I both, have purchased land, went through FSA. So we've been through the rainer on that. And if you want some tips or have some questions, don't, uh, or feel free to reach out to us at Kyle at cash value solutions.com or Jason at cash value solutions.com. Yeah, we absolutely. We can help you guys. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to go through every line of your cash flow with you, no, but (laughs) we can help you guys to understand, you know, what it's going to take to get through that, what you should expect. And, and I mean, I think we can give you a, a very good chance at getting the type of financing you want because we have an understanding of what it takes and some of the things that, you know, you need to know going into it. Yep. So this is, this is kind of a crazy thing. Um, but I learned this as I was going into FSA is that with the beginning farmer loan, it's changed to where they don't automatically give you a 40 year loan, Kyle, they, Break it down, and they say, "Well, if you can afford to pay it in 30 years, we'll give you a 30-year note." And that depends on their interpretation of "can you afford," not yours. Absolutely. And if you have land that's on a year-to-year um, basis of rental, there—if you're renting it right now—they're going to consider that and put it into the long-term cash flow for you. So those are things that you should definitely be aware of. Fortunately, I learned about it before I did apply, but. I mean it was razor close too to when I was putting my application in, and that's you know the part of it being up to somebody else's terms I mean it was still worth it for you to jump through the hoops, but there's hoops there's many of them yeah, there's many hoops, I won't lie I mean we're talking over forty pages of application um and lots lots of cash flow stuff, but yeah, I think it's. If like Kyle said, if anybody has questions, you know we're willing to talk and help you guys out as much as we can, so yep, anyways, that's all I got. I hope that this has expanded your thoughts about what you can do with debt too. yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I came across this way of thinking, I mean it was just a huge paradigm shift, so yeah, just think, would you rather be cash flow positive or cash flow negative? Would you rather be making money or losing money? exactly, so try to think in those types of terms. Oh, hey, Kyle, I forgot to mention, where did I get the down payment from, from this piece of land? I don't know. You tell me. I got it from a policy loan. No way. <laughs> okay. We're combining what we're learning in IBC. We're just expanding because we can't, I can't expand fast enough with only my IBC policy. Exactly. So just thought I'd get that in there for you guys. Yep. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week and we'll be back next week. Thanks. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.